0: Welcome to the Let's Talk ICP podcast. Welcome everyone. Uh, today we have a, a special guest. He's the founder and the CEO of Discover, the largest platform by number of users in, in ICP. We have with us uh, Rick Porter. Thank you so much, Rick, for us. Hey, on- you no, know,
1: thank you for having me. Super excited to go through this, uh, I and mean, there's a lot to talk about. So yeah. awesome,
0: great, yeah. Thank you for for being with us today. Uh, Just to introduce a little bit more about Discover, the CVR, Discover is a decentralized social content platform running uh, on the Internet Computer Protocol, running 100% on chain, uh, where users uh, control not only the content, but also the platform itself. Discover is the first decentralized social network uh, that is on way for mass market adoption. Currently, um, I'm not sure exactly, but I checked yesterday. For example, the Discover official portal have more than 53,000 users. Yes. Uh, yeah, the general portal 33,000, ART 23,000, ICP, Asset X 23,000, IC Breaking News 23,000. That's crazy uh, for, for like a platform, a social media platform on the web three. Um, before to dig in more in Discover, Rick, uh, how many users are currently using using Discover?
1: Yeah, you know, we have five, like throughout the week, it'll go between five to 10,000 daily active users. Um, it's been a really interesting process to see that that number as it grows throughout the, t- uh, the time that Discover has existed. We finally have like, A transaction log Uh, and this is probably the craziest thing for me Uh, we have a transaction log complete transaction log for discover and we thought there was a bug with it because there was like a couple thousand transactions after i don't know minutes (laughs) and we were like okay so maybe we maybe we did something wrong because we've never really measured how many transactions we get and it was it was accurate Um, so it's been really interesting process to see the platform uh, see a decentralized platform have so much activity and so much uh, so much engagement um, so it's been um, and we're also we have all these other things that we've been rolling out so uh, as the as these new features roll out we're understanding more and more you know what kind of use cases there are for web3 and social
0: Mm-hmm. cool uh yes okay and before to dig in more in, in discovering the platform um the audience also want to know more about about you could you please like introduce yourself rick your, your background and tell us more about your experience before to start the the project the discover before to found this project and also yeah maybe your hobbies and, and where are you living and this you know this type of personal things maybe you can share with with the audience
1: <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah for sure you know um I started off in computer science many, many years ago. Um, My first job actually was, I was working for a company called Accenture and they're like a consultancy. Um, It was right out of college. I was living in Los Angeles. And I, I, my first client was Warner brothers, um, which was really cool. Uh, Like I was like, wow, I'm going to go to the movie industry, (laughs) you know? And uh, um uh, so at Warner Brothers, uh, I was like, oh, I'll be sitting in an office. But no, I was actually like on the lot, on the movie lot where they're like shooting, making movies, shooting commercials, uh, filming uh, TV shows and things like that. So I was a, a software engineer writing like a protocol for a distributed uh, file sharing network. Mm-hmm. And this is like Providence. This is like how would they trace uh, the process of developing a film and um and there's a whole but there's a whole supply chain and i did this many years ago so i don't remember the whole thing but uh basically when they when they film something how do they digitize it and then how do they digitally move that between all the different um pre and post production shops but then how do they trace the film that is actually being uh worked on through all these pre and production pre and post production shops so it's like traceability distributed networks and it was like So this is like my very first thing out of college. And I felt it was like, wow, this is interesting. I think the project actually won an Emmy. It was an Emmy award-winning project, which is kind of funny also. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so after that, uh, I actually went to go, my next client was MySpace, um, (laughs) which is uh, further dating me right now. But uh, at MySpace, um, I was working at uh, like one of the Hulu, uh, early Hulu offices, and we were doing um digital video encoding so we were like converting everything from every any format into something that could play on the web and it was very much like you know YouTube was very popular at the time in my space wanted to have video on their platform um but it was really interesting working for a social company a company developing a social product and at that time I was like I always wanted to do something like this I always wanted to to feel the experience that they were. And there was a lot of early influencers while while we were there. And it was just really interesting to observe how influencers interacted with the platform and how there was this like, how the relationship between influencer and social network actually existed. And after after all of this, I decided to go build my own company. Um, uh, I built a email marketing company And it was uh, the intention was, is like really customizable software that allowed you to like uh, on the fly, generate custom emails. And I did that for a couple of years Um, and I was able to have a, like a reasonable exit from that company. Um, And after that, I started a dev studio, like a a venture studio, still in Los Angeles, loving Los Angeles very much. Uh, And at this venture studio, we built a lot of different startups. Um, and it was very much like in the process of building and breaking other startups. We did a lot of unusual things. We had this, one of the apps that we built actually made it to shark tank. So someone would come to our venture studio and be like, Hey, can you, can you build our application for us? And we built a, an application for drones. This is years ago before like the, the huge craze between uh, before drones, like really took off. Um, and we, got acquired like really, after a couple of years, we got acquired by Boston Consulting Group Digital Ventures, which is like a management consulting company. And while I was at BCG, I did like big data and AI. I built like a, for State Street, I built a a chief risk officer AI. So basically this AI tool would like browse the world of news and tell you what is wrong with your portfolio relative to your public equities and the public news. And it would generate this like whole news feed for you. And so I, you know, I've always had this obsession with like using Reddit at the time and always did, but um, we built them this tool, this news feed based off of their, their portfolios. And I was like really excited about AI doing a lot in AI, but then I came across blockchain and this is like 2016 or 17. Mm-hmm. And I started just working um, with Ethereum. We were doing um Diamond tra- We were trying to figure out how do we trace diamonds on the Ethereum blockchain. So like, how do you actually extract the data from the real world and place it on chain so you can have some sort of provenance. And the whole project was for a client called De Beers. De Beers is a diamond company based out of London. And we were tracing diamonds from the time they left the mines in Botswana to the time they hit the retailers in Antwerp or London. And uh, it was... It was a really interesting process because you learned about scalability of decentralized projects, like, and feasibility of decentralized projects. And I, I always remember those early days because, like, the original idea was is we were going to put all the whole application on chain, like we we're going to put all the smart contracts on chain. And uh, if you've been developing for Ethereum smart contracts back in 2017, that was kind of realistic because gas fees were low. And I remember us thinking, oh, man, this will cost hundreds of dollars to actually do uh, possibly thousands of dollars to store this data on chain. And uh, this is where Dominic Williams kind of came into play with uh, the Internet computer. And he was very much about, you know, let's how, how do we get these business applications on chain? And those days, it's like at the time, it was unrealistic and not feasible to store entire applications on chain, Um it was just the gas, keys, the gas fees were too high. And I mean, right now in time, the gas fees are way too high for to do something like that. But it, even at Ethereum, and it was a couple hundred dollars, it was too high. Um, I think it was like 50s of dollars or 10s of dollars, but uh, still. Um, so this started that journey of building decentralized technology. And I think ever since then, I've been building and breaking different startups on um for, for Web three, and eventually, my time led me to Google. So I was at Google for a bit, and while at Google, I was like, "It's a great company, a lot going on." But at night, I just kept thinking about Web three. I couldn't stop like working on different projects for Web three, and um, Definity's uh, internet computer was getting closer to launch, and so I was like, "Oh, I really want to build something for it." You know, I spent so much time talking to the foundation all those years that, you know, as we're getting uh, closer to mainnet launch, I want to build something. And it really started off as a simple project. I wanted to use like assembly script, which is uh, a programming language, very similar to typescript, uh, but allows you to pr- uh, compile into um, Wasm. Uh-huh. And um, The project ended up turning into Discover. You know, I I really wanted to get back to like building social networks and figuring out all the different paradigms of how they worked. And it was, is this feasible was the first question. And I think before mainnet launch, we had a demo up of Discover, like a very early alpha and people just used it. People would go onto the platform and post and there was bugs. So it was about fixing those bugs. And at the end, uh, before mainnet launched, we had this whole feature list of like, okay, it would be cool if the user could do all these things. And that's what happened. We actually ended up uh developing Discover in a way for when we when Mainnet actually launched, we could actually have a very basic social network.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I mean, this is what it's been. It's been, you know, the years after mainnet launched. Now Discover is like a funded um venture and we have, you know, the almost 200,000 users, we have uh, a high, you know, five to 10,000 daily active users. And there's so many random features on discover at this point in time that like, it's hard to list them all. But on the high level, you've got uh, posts and comments, and then you have the ability to create communities. And within those communities, you could define uh, very granular roles And then it natively plugs into Web3. So you have the ability to gate these communities through NFTs. You have the ability to uh, have verified profile photos relative to your ownership of that NFT. We have a full, um, uh, like an airdrops, a wallet, you know, a wallet that supports at this time, I think maybe eight or 900 different types of NFTs on the internet computer. Um, And we're starting to do cross-chain integrations. So we're starting to see um, more polygon and more um, uh, different types of protocols that now have more native access to, uh, to Discover. I think the biggest one would be the BTC, right? Yeah. You can come to Discover right now with a click of a button, give exchange certain amounts of Satoshi or tip certain tons of, uh, amounts of Satoshi with different users on the platform.
0: Mm-hmm. Well. Nice, nice explanation and your journey, that's really cool, all the, the experience that you have uh, in different companies. And uh, I'm curious, uh, how did how did the idea of funding Discover come about? Because you're working in, in Google, right, as a technical program yep. manager during like two years. Google for sure is a big company, it's a great company to work in, in California. You're pretty well, but but then you, you you think it's like okay, this is not enough for me. I need to create something. I I need to be. <laughs> uh, yes, and and yeah. Tell us more about the story behind the scenes and and how you start this this one. If only you w- was in 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 this journey, or if you have other friends that uh, comes with you in this experience and, and to found the discover.
1: Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, Google's great. You know. Internally at Google, the company is very interestingly structured, right? Like to me, all like when I was in Google, all I could see it is this is like a Web three company that is built on its own island. Like this sounds like really weird and bold statement, but like everything's open uh, at Google. Like almost every single, all the entire code base pretty much is compi- entirely open sourced internally. So any employee has the ability to contribute to different projects within side of Google, if they choose to, if they want to do the work, um, there's messages board, there's message boards internally, which are shared by the company. Um, I mean, there's an entire like search engine internally for Google that searches internally, all the applications in Google. So you can, there's like Google within a Google. Um, and so you barely saw this, like in this whole ecosystem on its own Island, um, and you're like, wow, this is like, could you imagine this actually being uh, a DAO? (laughs) Could you imagine Google actually being a DAO, you know, or a company like that, where they've built their entire organization on this platform? And it's how it felt in a lot of different ways. Um, So it definitely felt like the leap between how Google is right now, This like, you know, it's a publicly traded company, but like internally, everything is private. If they kind of flip that script and move everything to be external, uh, and then you have this whole, you know, 100,000 employees, which are almost like citizens of this uh, internal world and actually figured out how to pull it from this internal world into this island and move it to this external world. I always thought that would have been an interesting organization. So it's like definitely was like, as soon as you, as soon as I got in there, I was like, man. I really love Web3 and I love the, a lot of the things that it offers. I want to figure out how to build an organization that kind of meets these needs. Mm-hmm. And I always, I've i always loved social. Um, I've always loved the dynamics of it, the complexities of the algorithms, complexities of like how you're creating applications that interface with users. Um, and so it was really just like, I really want to build this start small, just like really focus on building these social primitives, these social tools, like comments and posts and and communities and go from there. Um, And I think the journey, you know, it really just started off as like being very simple. Like, I just want to experiment with this. It wasn't like, I'm going to go off and build an entire social network. It's like, I really want to figure out those first initial steps, but like, as it grew and as more users joined and as more features came it became very obvious that like there's no way i could do my job at google and maintain um discover so i left google i left it uh, it was a really hard choice um also like a very easy choice too when it came in front of me um it just seemed so obvious but uh like after leaving i've um it's been like like obviously google has like amazing salaries and amazing benefits and like really takes really well care of their employees and gives thorough processes and things like that but I like I've always been an entrepreneur and that's just the way I was so for me the like the although the change at first was like wow this is a pretty crazy thing to do it, it was one of the best decisions I've actually made um and uh it's it's great to see like discover as a company grow and like it's great to see the 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 people that we've brought on to discover to work at discover. It's great to see them like really engage with the platform and really want to solve these complex problems. So it's been um huge privilege and an honor to be able to do this. Uh, period.
0: Uh-huh. And, uh huh, that, and that that's that's great. That's uh, honestly, if you have like a, if your soul is like an entrepreneur, I <laughs> to be like an entrepreneur even if you are working on the best companies or one of the best companies in the world, uh, is like the best decision, as you mentioned before. And uh, I, I have a, who accompanied you in, in this process? Uh, you have also other colleges or other partners or the decision yeah. with, only with you or? or with no, you? we're
1: with uh, we three, there's total three founders for Discover. So it's me, Juan, Bruce and Alex Turner. Um, and so Juan's mostly on the strategy side, um, and he's mostly working with like external clients, hopefully helping us bring on, uh, like pivot for different types of strategy, as far as like, how are we a social network? What are the changes that we need to make looking a lot of cross train integrations, trying to figure out how do we grow, discover externally outside of the ecosystem. Uh, and I think we have some pretty big announcements over the next couple months about different integrations that we have uh, coming in. Um, and Alex, the COO, he handles a lot of like operations and research for Discover. So making sure like the day to day actually happens um, and we always have enough money to be able to do what we need to do. So uh-huh. he's been uh, both of them together and the, well, the three of us together have made a pretty good squad um, and employee wise, I think we're at about like 14 or 15 employees at this point in time. Mm-hmm. um and huge diversity in backgrounds within the employees but like people who really love what they do mm-hmm. so it's been uh it's been an interesting um uh very interesting squad that we've put together And it's like every like uh we have like vr meetups and things like that where we uh we all jump in vr and like hang out and do uh play different games um we've got a lot of interesting uh contractors too some interesting people who've joined the company over time uh, but um yeah it's been it's been it's uh, it's been a huge privilege
0: yeah wow that's cool um and also like the icp or how did you First, find out about ICP. Um, I mean, did you consider other blockchains before you put like a list different blockchains and see what is the the benefits, advantages, disadvantages, and then decided ICP, or once you meet ICP, it's like, okay, this is the blockchain. As, as you mentioned before, the, the gas fees cost, it was pretty high for you in all the companies, the diamond company that you mentioned before. And you realized that the, the reverse gas fee modeling on ICP. Yeah, tell us a little bit more about uh, these
1: things. Yeah, you know... Um... So I knew of ICP back maybe 2017 or 18. I can't remember what it was called back then. I think they were String Labs. Um, maybe it was a little bit before String or after String Labs existed. And then I think they renamed to Definity or became Definity. So I was pretty well aware of them for a while. Um, Dom uh, Dominic Williams would help with the De Beers project because um, he was obviously working on trying to build internet computer at the time. So... He was curious on like, what would worlds, like if you were to build an entire business application on a protocol, what would that actually look like? Um, and as, as ICP got closer, the feasibility question became like very real. Like I had to ask myself this question too. I was ready, I mean, I was ready to leave my job to go work on this full time. So I had to make sure, like there's no, there was just no protocol at the time. Uh, that could really do everything that we wanted to do while still maintaining being on-chain. And and I still, to this day, I am not aware of a protocol that can do this. Um, And there's just so much potential to it. And there's still, like, I'm going to say something I feel is, like, a little edgy, but, like, I don't think most applications that are being built on the IC. I think they're only using a small subset of its capabilities at this point in time, very small subset. I think the capabilities of the current ice of the software that powers the internet computer is far greater than what is being currently used. So I think we we're still have so much potential to unlock for the internet computer. Um, and, I, and I'm hopeful that we'll see a lot of new applications that are coming out with completely new paradigms over the next couple of years be released.
0: Mm-hmm. okay um What what is the most benefit thing or the the most advantage for you for discover using a uh, internet computer protocol
1: um i mean the reverse gas model helps a ton you don't know, like since everything takes place on chain imagine like every upvote you get a little pop-up from metamask that you have to like sign the transaction to confirm this upvote and then you're paying like A couple cents to do every single one of them but maybe you get clever with it and you perform like 20 or 30 actions Mm -hmm. and you decide to get another pop-up that signs all these transactions uh you're paying a penny to a couple cents to do it all it just doesn't like it doesn't bridge that gap between web 2 and web 3 right it doesn't simplify that process Mm -hmm. i do think like also like the internet identity was really novel i mean you could basically created an identity that's linked to your fingerprint scanner on your phone right and now with nfid you can simply link that to a gmail or your metamask if you choose to and a lot of other providers so i think there's no other protocol that makes the process of actually using an on-chain application so simple and like web three gaming is something we were very passionate about. We've always been really interested in how to bridge web three gaming and to discover, mm-hmm. uh, but like, if you use web three gaming off chain, like or off, I consider anything not on, I see off chain, but if you use, <laughs> uh, if you use something on like, uh, not intentionally just accidentally, but like, if you use, you know, play web three gaming on polygon or other protocols, it's a little bit of a friction process. Let's be real. Um, you know, going as a US citizen going from who uses Coinbase, um, going from Coinbase or going from zero Matic to Matic, it's, it's a tough It's a tough process, man. You got to do a lot of uh, different steps. Got to uh, most likely bridge ERC-20 Matic to native Matic. And then once you're on the chain, then you, you can actually start using that. Uh, those currencies, but like or tokens, but like what's the problem is, is like there's so much friction. And with the IC, I think people it's going to blindside web two users. They're going to be most likely in the future going to be using web, uh, web three applications built on the internet computer and just be completely unaware of it. They're just going to be like, Oh wait, this is web three or their idea of web three. will it'll never sink in. And I think that's kind of, to me, the dream where it's like inception, you know, you've taken a Web2 user incepted them to using Web3 applications without them being completely aware of it. And I think that'll be, I think that's what's going to happen with uh, future and current applications built on the Internet computer.
0: Um. Also, yeah, let's dig in more in, in Discover in the features and uh, the application that you are cre- created. Well, I want to know what is the value proposition of the project and why it's much better that, than Reddit, right? Reddit is like a similar aspect, but it's like maybe an evolution also. In, in yeah,
1: form. you know, I think like Reddit will always be Reddit. Um, Twitter will always be Twitter. Facebook will always be Facebook. Um, those applications have, uh, have done an incredible job of being who they are. And I think for web three social networks like discover, it'll be about unlocking new consumer behavior. And I think like, as we are on this journey of unlocking different types of these new consumer behaviors, you know, we've mirrored our web two counterparts very well. Like, you know, there's a lot of people are like, oh, it's yeah. Has my web three application reached parity with web two Uh, social networks and I think that's true a lot of them have but now it's like really unlocking those next levels of what is happening post web2 parity I think that's actually where the real innovation is starting to happen right I don't think an application I think an application hasn't even begun the innovation at times until uh, they've overcome the need to reach that web2 parity which I don't even think is necessary but like um for assets to move like a hurricane to us is very important like how do we get assets on the platform that we're not in custody of and that's something about internet computer that does super well is a very simple sign up process uh that applications are not in custody of those assets right so from discover perspective like there's you know Millions of ICP worth of assets within inside of the wa- the wallets of discover users, but those none of those assets are under the custody of discover itself. All those assets are within the custody of the users and then because we're natively built on the internet computer, now all of those assets are natively accessible to each other in some in some ways and so to us that's where like a lot of the interesting web3 mechanics are being locked with like social fi, like what is social fi? Like social finance, right? But like a lot of these web two or web three apps, you know, where is this? Where is the social fi? And I don't think NFTs are really social fi. Um, I do think tipping is a bit social fi, like it's interesting. Uh, but like web two can do tipping. Um, where I think the real interesting part is going to be embedded applications within social networks that allow you to, to uh, directly interact with a smart contract of some sort deployed to the internet computer and you already have these native assets and people will be able to do things like staking within inside of um web uh web3 social applications they'll be able to uh compress all their tokens into a single token so i'm like on these web on social platforms right now and on web3 in particular you're receiving so many different types of assets and how do you with DeFi um, on web three, which is since we're already native, how do you take all those assets and compress them into single assets? I think we're going to like, you have 20 different types of fungible tokens, but do you really need all those fungible tokens? Maybe you can just click one button and convert them all into one single token. Um, And I think we're going to see a lot more of that on discover over the next uh, year. Whereas DeFi becomes more popular on the IC, it'll be more native to um, to Discover to be able to do those things. Um, but like from a strictly Discover perspective, like we have a lot of features where you're, you're able to subscribe to different portals. So set up subscriptions to a portal, um, NFT gating like disallows and fungible token gating. Uh, these are the types of things that we're gonna see more of. But I think from that financial perspective, there's also like the capabilities perspective and to us, it's about transparency with these algorithms. Uh, Twitter's done a great job of like open sourcing their algorithm and continue to pivot in the public. But I think um, giving users control over their algorithm to us has been very important. Like how do we allow you to control your own social feeds and your own algorithms? And that's something we're also uh, very close to releasing.
0: Yeah, and then also the the platform is, the interface is is really, really good. I think it's pretty user friendly. Uh, discover. I love also the, the whole the way that you can create like a, a new channel, right? Like new portal. Because you have like discover points. You need five hundred discover points to create like yeah. a, a new channel. Uh, how we can get more points? It's like if you create like good content. Um, if you create a more um, post more quantity of, of posts. And then also another cool thing that I see is you can send directly, like uh, if you read, for example, a good post, you can send it directly like tokens. Yeah, uh, yeah you can explain more a little bit these features because uh, I think it's really cool, right? And and it's like a, a, a encourage people to to do better content, better quality content. And and it's like a way to organically grow more the, the platform, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think um, feeds are things that we're in the next couple of weeks, we'll have some pretty big announcements around feeds, but self-posting is another thing too. A lot of users are like, I don't really wanna post to a community just yet. So uh, we're gonna allow them to post to their own profiles and things like that. But uh, yeah, Uh, thank you, thank you.
0: Yeah, and also the airdrops, right? Because for example, when I uh, enter in in my discover uh, profile, I see sometimes like new NFTs on, on my wallet. <laughs>
1: Dude, same. Uh, sometimes I'm, like, I'm gonna pull mine open, but like sometimes I see stuff in there that I'm like, what is this? So where did this even? Uh, where did this come from? <laughs> yeah, like uh, right now we basically automatically sync your wallet to what is available within side of Yumi definitely entrepot uh entrepot is an amazing partner uh they they help us so much on different things um and another marketplace uh but yeah we're able to like ccc yeah ccc there's actually one more too there's a four so we use dab to i'm hoping someone picks up the dab project but um So our wallet, like we no longer add NFTs to the wallet. They just automatically start showing up. So if they, if you're owned by, if your principal, if they are dropped on like Entrepot, So if a collection is created on Entrepo and it's dropped to your Discover principal, within like five minutes of that NFT collection being created, it'll be completely available on Discover to use. Um, So we're continuing to add more support for NFTs. So we just scan we just scan the whole uh blockchain, the internet computer blockchain, and for canisters and detect if they're some sort of NFT or not, and we support it. Fungible tokens are a tricky one. There's so many fungible tokens, so we try not to. We we try to manually support those.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it's fungis and NFTs, right? You have both yeah. of them in the airdrops. Yeah, but that's that's cool. Normally, like I just like enter into the discover to check if I have a new NFT or, or new this.
1: <laughs> I know we're working too. Notifications are getting a huge revamp. I'm probably post feed new feed launch notifications are gonna be our next because mm-hmm. we have notifications. I just don't like them. Uh, I think notifications are more complex than an action happened. I think notifications are like. These six things have happened here, right? Um, you don't need a notification for all of them. Also tipping notification, that'll help a lot. Like people want to see the tips they've gotten uh, and people want to see the airdrops they've gotten. So we're going to be able to start having particular notifications for those that are automatically detected. That's the hard part. How do you automatically detect it?
0: Yeah, this is like a hard part. Also, like if you re- receive like a likes or something or messages, right? In your comments. Would be great if you can see directly uh, this this comment because it's like a it's good timing, right? You can directly instantly like reply or whatever. And, and this yep. is I know it's like a, a every single uh, social media platform can improve for sure, but this is like a good way to to, to improve definitely. And uh, also, Rick, I'm curious about the the um, how discover moderate the content uh, on the platform um, if it's like a like illegal content with violence, sex, drugs, or whatever? How, how you can detect this, this type of uh, posts?
1: Yeah, reporting is the only way right now. Um, we, we follow the same rules as uh, the boundary notes for the internet computer, pretty much. Um, we did a whole deep dive into AI uh, moderation sometime in December. Mm-hmm. Of last year and kind of the conclusion was we came to a huge conclusion of like to do a lot of the things we need to do we need to re-architect how we built discover from the ground up and we slowly have been releasing new types of this architecture but at, at the end of this journey which is actually getting very close now it's so close um we will be able to do like build moderation tools for the users. So this like hopefully will allow users who run communities to be able to like moderate their own communities, but through automation, right? Like auto moderation is super important. Um, You know, a lot of these larger social networks, like 60 or 70% of the moderation that takes place is auto moderation. Uh, So automatically moderated through tools. So it's like, OK, one, we got to give transparency to the user on like what is actually happening so they know that it's got auto-moderated or not. We got to give transparency to the community creators, uh, like the portal owners, to let them know what has been moderated. So we've been building out this system for moderation to improve on Discover uh, and improve that 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 user experience for what is being moderated. But like right now, it's up to the community or the portal owners to moderate their own content and then eventually we get reports of bad content or inappropriate content. And we usually take action on it. Um, but we have a whole system where we log exactly what happened and then save it or delete it. But uh, it's, I mean, as a social network goes, it's just so much, so many reports, so much moderation that actually happened.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, great. Perfect. Also, another thing that I would like to discuss is about the how is finance discovered currently? Because the platform is by now is totally free, right? You can enter and, and you can talk, yeah. whatever. Um, also, uh, yeah, the, the investors, right? VCs that are behind of the project. Last right was 9 million, right? Seeds round by quality uh, yeah. chain capital. I assume now is quite more easy, uh, like get Founds, but before in the beginning when you start the business maybe it was more difficult right like get more business angels venture capitals Um, my question here is like it it was easy for you like convince them about the potential of discover and and how you like get the support of these bcs and and this money and also yeah how is finance discovered currently
1: yeah it was i mean it was a complex really complex process um i was fortunate that polygene posted on discover uh there's an old thread where they came on the site we're like oh this is interesting so i reached out to him over linkedin but there was a lot of research a lot of conversations that happened uh about how do we actually turn this into uh, a real social platform how do we design the protocol um and so it took like six months to really close from the first conversation to closing, it took like six or seven months, and it was a lot of like a very open conversations about who the team was, what our capabilities are, where we're going, what direction, uh, how do we intend to scale the company, what's our business plan, right? Um, and it's really we're really focused on user growth over financial mechanisms. I mean, if you if you have a social network, there's a lot of with a um, a pretty good network effect taking place. There's a lot of ways to monetize a platform, but getting to that network effect is actually the real challenge over the monetization. I mean, if we had, you know, as the network effect grows on Discover, there's a lot of ways that we can come up with to with the size of team that we have and the cost of our infrastructure to help augment those costs, Um, including ads, you know, promotionals and things like that. And like, but how do you, but then how do you give transparency, not only to the user, but to the advertiser and then the content creator, this is, is the, the trilemma right there. So it's a very interesting relationship between the three, but there's also like a whole growth mechanic within all three of those also. So we will address probably um, revenue in the future, but like an inch, or, uh, a double-edged sword about revenue is that if you have if your fo- if you if your platforms focused on revenue, um, it may not be focused on growth, right? It may be focused on like growing the revenue, but I don't think that truly benefits the user as much as it should. Um, it benefits creators. Uh, does it benefit consumers? That's a whole a whole complex equation. Um, I think we're going to see more applications do like social applications do subscription models but only a very small percent actually subscribe a uh, very, very small percent actually subscribe. So I don't think there's a huge impact there, but I do think there's a lot of impact um, for verified accounts, but like paid for verified accounts or earned verified accounts. There's a whole bunch of complexities there. And I think like right now we're very focused on improving the general feel of web three social, and watching closely on how those uh how those mechanisms are rolled out for other platforms and try to make a decision for discover in the future on those
0: mm-hmm. yeah makes sense yeah, yeah yeah yeah. thank you for for sharing this because uh it's important also to grow uh, the community uh yeah you can maybe community can pay for for the, these services but if you're focusing just in growth not in, in business i think it's a better way to uh, grow uh, organically and grow more. That's totally, totally true. Um, And also, yeah, are you planning to go to the SNS, like do like a decentralized sale in the future or not now? How it works like the tokenomics, if you're thinking to like discover any token? um... Yeah,
1: you know, good question. We've spent a lot of time with uh, tokenomics over the past like year and a half. We see a lot of models, uh, a lot of models. Um, you know, when we originally launched the platform, Steemit was pretty much the only Web3 decentralized platform that we felt like had any kind of traction at the time. Uh, And there was voice and there's so many web, there were so many Web3 social platforms before we launched. Um, And we really looked at the tokenomic models. I think there's this, I still think that the right model has not really been unlocked. Um, One thing we do know is like, Web three has this concept of X to earn, like move to earn, uh, post to earn, um, you know, click to earn, something to earn. That's like web native to Web three in the community, and interact to earn, you know, engage to earn. There's so many of these models, so we we want to figure out like, is there a different way of looking at that model, um, from a Web three perspective, and I think we have a little bit more time to figure out. Tokenomic models. Um, I think there's going to be more interesting. There's got to be a more interesting paradigm that we can come up with uh, that really facilitates a more diverse user base. So, but I think the SNS is the right way to go. I think the SNS is going to facilitate a lot of apps like Discover and possibly Discover itself to be able to perform, to be able to do the things necessary to actually have a, to, a proper tokenomics model. So I think like SNS is great software and I'm, I'm really excited about the future teams that'll be launching on it uh, and, and seeing how they progress. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, and uh, yeah, another question is like in terms of partnerships, collaborations uh, in the future, you mentioned like you are going to, to sh- uh, you have new good news for the next two or three weeks and you're going to share with the community. I'm not sure if you can share here something or any of these features, any of these new features, and also in terms of collaborations, partnerships for the future, uh, because ICP is like a strong community uh, for sure. As you mentioned before, like different uh, marketplaces as Entrepot or Jumi. Uh, yeah, I'm curious if you are also talking with other different projects on, on ICP. We have now also for example b r in i c t starting doing like things like uh, intelligence or- artificial intelligence or or or, or virtual reality uh, I'm not sure exactly that, but what is your vision the future of this discover as well
1: yeah, you know for us, it's been about connectivity like how are we integrated with other applications and this is something we don't just talk about we actually do um you know, we're, we've been in re- integrated with UserGeek from the very beginning to help do user analytics. Uh, we've had a tight relationship with entrepot, and they've helped us a lot in the early days with understanding how NFTs work on the IC, but actually integrating with NFTs on the IC. We've done a ton of work with... Um, now, Yumi. Yumi's helped a lot. We've had an integration with CycleOps. CycleOps is like uh, cycle management for the internet computer. So all of our canisters are actually managed by that which I actually think we, we actually integrated it like a day or two ago. And I think the first, yes, it works. So that works very well. So people should use it. <laughs> we no longer manage our cycles for our canister. Someone else does, uh, which is great. Um, we have SigDAO. Um, SigDAO is uh, another DAO on the IC and they have like a portal and the, their, their proposals will automatically push to the IC uh, we have SNS integration, um, so we're integrated with the SNS. If a new one launches, we're able to spin up a portal or a community and and run proposals through the IC. Um, we have, I don't know. Let me see if it's public. Let me see if it's public. Uh, it is uh, Polygon Wallet integration on on Discover right now. Very people. It's not very well announced because. We haven't told people what we're doing with it yet, but I mean, there's going to be ability to start pulling in these assets from Polygon into the IC. I mean, we see the CK ETH coming, so we'll see CK EVM stuff, which would be Polygon also. Uh, but there's going to be a lot, a lot of integrations uh, for Discover and Web three gaming. To us, Web three gaming is going to be huge on the internet computer, and so it's definitely we want to facilitate those those platforms as early as possible. Yeah. uh and facilitate those different applications but um you know we have spaces which is like twitter spaces <clears throat> twitter spaces some it used to be like we used to be like oh it's 2 weeks away but i think it's it's actually 2 weeks away but maybe but well, we'll see we'll see uh we did the demo i did the demo yesterday for uh discover spaces which is like a way to do uh have a large room and be able to have a voice it's a voice application for um for discover so like, like Discord, you can jump in a voice chat. Same thing will happen with uh, Discover. You'll have a voice chat room uh, that you can create in your portal or on your profile. Mm-hmm. And other users can jump in. You can have a conversation. You could schedule them, things like that. Uh, that'll probably be... I did the demo yesterday and it was pretty fun. Uh, all, internally Discover employees all jumped in there. We all had a conversation on Discover, which was like really bizarre. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, that'll probably like based off how it felt, maybe two to three more weeks um, that'll come out, but then we'll be able to release video. So you'll be able to share your screen on Discover or display photos. So we're going to have fun with that format and we have a whole engineer dedicated to that process. So it'll be interesting. Oh
0: yeah, so cool, yeah. And then you, you can send like CKBTCs or... or, or, uh, <laughs> that or Yeah, yeah about we're, we're, we're,
1: we're going to make a weird... Got to get weird with it. Like, I think the V1, maybe not CKB tipping, but I want it in V1. I really want it. I want to be, like, we're just chatting. Someone's up there chatting, you know, a speaker on, like, Twitter spaces. And then people like what they say. 50 Satoshi, 100 Satoshi, you know, 1,000 Satoshi. Um, Things like that. I think, uh, to me, like, I want Discover to feel, it feels very alive. But I want it to feel like very moving fast like I want tons of conversations to be happening simultaneously and I want a lot of interactions to be happening within those and I know that IC can support it so let's just get there let's just get that application up and running and I think uh, we're positioning a lot of Discover like we've built an incredible foundation for the back end we've rewritten it it's complete it's really powerful very strong like can recover very quickly if anything goes wrong front end is currently going through a rewrite right now. So slowly things are going to start popping up and working. Um, But once that foundation is created, which is very soon, we're going to start iterating very quickly on unique features, but we wanted to build like, instead of like, we realized all the things that we want to build all these tests that we want to have, including like spaces, but we're like, Oh shit, we need this. We need the foundations to be very strong to do that because every time we get, we test a new feature, uh we didn't have strong enough foundation for to continue it so now it's like okay if we have any feature that works uh that really creates that fry, uh, that flywheel we'll be able to continuous continuously grow that feature and so that's why we're getting all these primitives in place first
0: okay great nice nice thank you rick porter for, yeah no thank you for your time i have now like og questions og icp questions <laughs> yeah. uh more funny questions uh, the first one is: Are you a uh, eight years gang? Are you staking ICPs? Yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely.
0: Great, cool. <laughs> the second one is: Which DApp on ICP are you using daily?
1: Uh, I mean, besides Discover, I, I guess I check UserGeek a lot. Um, I check NFT Geek a lot. Um, I think. Uh, Sometimes I check open chat, um, some cool conversations that are definitely happening in there. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's so many random, like cycle ops is probably another application I'm going to be using a lot. Web3 gaming, something I'm super interested on the IC, but yeah, there's a lot I guess my whole world's a little bit icy right now. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Okay, great. At least you you mentioned a bunch of of them. (laughs) That's cool. And uh, another question is a, which person or what person you admire on the ICP ecosystem? Like someone that you hold dear, like uh, uh, you think is yeah. like an excellent professional, an excellent person and some, someone like inspire you.
1: Yeah, it's kind of so hard. Um, there's a lot of like the instantly, like a dozen names like crossed my mind. Um, I think what, I think, you know, Steven Andrews to me was always like someone I was like, damn, that guy, like, he really created innovation in the complete dark. Um, and he was from, uh, he's from Entrepos or Tonic. And I was, I was like, damn, that guy really, he really created really interesting and unbelievable innovation in a space that people were having an incredibly time hard time like actually innovating. Like very early days of the IC, it was complex. And he was able to do things and make discoveries within the IC uh, and make decisions. Uh, him and Bob and Steve, they both, all three of them, they made great decisions very early on in the ecosystem. That to me, the only reason a lot of the NFTs still exist to this day is because of the, some of the decisions that they made at the very beginning. And I think, uh, I think it's un- I think I'm really great to work with those guys, but also it's awesome to see what Steve and Andrews has accomplished.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. And uh, for you, what is like? any project on ICP that maybe now is not super big or or they, they are deploying something or they are like growth a little bit but you think maybe in a year's it's like a big big project some, some <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: um I don't I don't have a particular project uh I do think I think I really hope um I'd love to see infinity swap uh or one of the dexes really grow. I really want to see a dex take off. Mm-hmm. I think, I think we have this definite need for deep, very robust, uh, DeFi on the internet computer, and I really hope it's to see one of the DeFi projects actually just absolutely blow up. You know, and I think. Um, this will create huge opportunities for other projects on the IC to actually blow up also. So any, you know, um, Max, I've always like had great conversations with and I, I hope he wins, but I do hope any, I hope much success for like IC Lighthouse or Infinity Swap or one of those projects. Mm-hmm. I think it'll have global, a global impact to the internet computer. I think there'll be uh, a huge wave that could possibly happen.
0: Yeah, definitely, yeah, we need like DeFi like, take off and, and start to like, maybe like working on a stable coin or, or something, but we need like more users and more uh, DeFi projects that allows people from outside the ICP ecosystem uh, interact with ICP, right, and we have more liquidity, and definitely DeFi is one of the pillars on ICP that we need to grow for sure. Okay, and then just the last question is: What is your your vision for the future? How you imagine Discover in 2040, for example? Because <laughs> Dominic, but yeah, the, the roadmap of Dominic is 20 years, right? It's like yeah. 2035, 2040. How do you imagine discovery in in a decade, for example?
1: Yeah, you know, I see <clears throat> the global social fabric, which is powering the next generation of social networks. I think for us opening up the API and allowing anyone to build on it, anyone to post on it, Uh, any like very unique and robust applications that basically um, is embedded into the fabric of uh, protocol of decentralized protocols, but embedded into the fabric, deeper into the fabric of like how social works. And I think we have an opportunity to get there, but I think there's, so much to learn about how we how that actually works. And there's so much technology that needs to be built for us to have an entire ecosystem of applications. And I think there needs to be huge ecosystems of applications. And I also think there's going to be, uh, the social graphs of the future is going to be a multi-graph. You know, it's not going to be, a. hopefully it's not a singular graph. I think that wouldn't be great, but I think it's going to be a multi-graph with interoperability between all the other social graphs. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. Yeah, OK, thank you really yeah, CEO and founder of Discover. Uh, yeah, I hope you the best for the next uh, years, for the next months, for the next futures that you are uh, in mind. And yeah, thank you so much for, for being with us today and, and take your time to, to accept the invitation and to dig in more in, in this pretty cool project.
1: Awesome. No, thank you for having me, man. Hit me up anytime. Uh, And thank you very much.
0: Okay. See you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.